Welcome to another episode of Soul Filling, where you get your soul fed. I'm Tiffany. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Kobe. And we have a very special guest with us, Mr. Ronnie Russell from Texas Black Pages. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. He's about to (laughs) drop some knowledge um, all up in the building. And Kobe brought up a a good point. What a way to start off Black History month so before we get started please tell us about what texas black pages is and why they need to get all up in it and who you are too yeah uh my name is ronnie (laughs) russell um i'm retired military i did 22 years and two months don't forget my two months Uh, 22 years and two months in the army um i came in the army when i was 18 retired at 39 um and at 39 i've i've started to execute Texas Black Pages full time. Uh, Texas Black Pages is, is not just a black business directory, it's actually a resource. Uh, it's a resource and a community and uh, a huge business to business platform and also a business to customer, business to client uh, right. platform as well. Um, we have a little over 5,900 black owned businesses. We should be um, we have like another 1800 to upload so that should be uploaded next wow. month wow. Uh, and that's throughout the all the entire state of Texas you know it's not just Dallas it's not just Houston it's Texas that's amazing that's my how did you get the word out that's a lot of people um relationships you know like I said before last year alone I've driven 37,000 miles I'm sorry 57,000 yeah. miles um, and you have to have a, a heart for it. You know, this, mm. this, this is, this is my, my passion. You know, this is my purpose, you know, it's God given. Um, because when the, the police shooting and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you've seen a lot of black business directories pop up everywhere. Oh, we got to get together. Oh, we got to do this. Uh, Facebook groups of, of black owned businesses, people was adding each other like crazy, right. but they're not gone, but where are they? Right. And exactly. Texas Black Pages to me was was a given. You know, it was a gift. It was a given because me personally, I'm an infantry soldier. You know, I'm a, I'm a ground troop. Um, and I didn't do anything from the IT side. Mm-hmm. This was given to me. You know, God gave me this gift, um, you know, and, and I ran with it. You know, it, it's, it's what I'm supposed to do. What's it like with Inspire Fire? That's our business. That's how Soul Feeling started. Um, but there was a vision. It was like a vision together. Did y'all have, did you have something like that? Because you said, um, you know, this is God given, but how did you right. know? Um, when you find out what your passion is and you begin to walk in it, then you know you're lining it up. You know, when, when God gives you something to do, that then becomes a transition into your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I've taken that responsibility head on. And from there, I begin to develop relationships, not just with uh, the black businesses, but also with the nonprofit organizations, the yes. chambers of commerce. You know, there's 23 black owned, 23 uh, black and African-American chambers of commerce uh, in the entire state of Texas. But 
you have to develop those relationships because they're in business to assist the business owners. Exactly. I had to sit down with a lot of them. I'm like, I'm not in competition with you. I'm a helpmate. Mm -hmm. I'm a helpmate in an extension outside of what you already currently do. Which you already currently do. Because, right, because a a chamber of commerce have constitution and bylaws, and I'm not restricted with constitution and bylaws. I move because I know I'm supposed to move, and I don't have a governor on my on my vehicle, I drive full force and continue to go. So mm-hmm. it, it allowed me to do a lot for the community because again, I'm retired. If I want to go to Houston and stay for three weeks, if I want to and gather many businesses and develop, and develop lots of relationships, I can do it. It's freedom. You know, if, if I can be free enough to build a digital community, then I have a much greater responsibility because of my freedom. Mm. I have to allow that to be an extension of uh, of of the need because the need. visibility is the need. You know, mm-hmm. you can say, "Oh, I got a black-owned business," but people don't. If they don't know where you are, then you can't complain about people not patronizing your business. Mm. You didn't put yourself out there. Mm. And I like how you said you put you didn't put yourself out there. Right. So you definitely have to take initiative and 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 look for the resources that are right. out there as well. Right. So let's get to the nitty gritty. I do want to answer this question, but I know y'all don't know what y'all outfits are going to be for <laughs> the Black Panther um, premiere. I saw everybody looking like queens and kings and royalty. Did y'all see that? No, I didn't y'all see haven't seen pictures. it. Yes, yeah, Lupita looking like oh, she did something cool and fancy with her hair. Yeah. Everybody's just looking like a whole snack, a whole meal, and everything. <laughs> But, royalty, um, royalty, 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 and that's what we have to see ourselves as, mm-hmm. as a black community, as royalty, because that's exactly who we are, yes. and we have a whole black royalty directory with resources right here, mm-hmm. so right. if you have a black-owned business, make sure you register on their app, Texas Black Pages, and get yes. that started, so people know where you at. Absolutely. I want to talk about more about you. Um, it seems like you really went after... You know, building these relationships, you say you traveled everywhere and you put in the effort to make this all happen. How long have you, I don't know if I missed it, but how long have you been with Texas Black Pages? Um, and do you have a team? We're going into, I, I, I deal with a lot of freelance. Uh-huh. Um, um, we're going into this, we're going into our second year. Um, I deal with a lot of freelance people and I use the jewel of the internet, Fiverr. To yes. do a lot of things, to do a lot of things that I just don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I can, I just don't want to do it. You know? mm-hmm. That's true. Absolutely. Employ. Yes. You know. Um, and I just make sure that if I can't do it, it still can get done from somebody else because that's that's like you know, if you have a black-owned business and you're not assisting someone else in their growth, mm-hmm. why are you in business? Mm-hmm. You're in business to stay in business, but you're also in business and to employ. You know, yes. One of the good things about being a black business owner, you can employ your people. Yes. You know, that's that's very important because that develops your reach back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally agree with that. 
Uh, y'all all know if y'all had heard on the <laughs> old podcast, I am employed by a black woman and a black man, and it's mostly like I've never been in a company where the majority is black mm-hmm. and um like majority like it's <laughs> black. <laughs> um, but I never felt more at home. I never right, felt right. more like family. I never felt more like people have my back. Like I never understood why. I just never understood like why I never felt that way but it's very important because they do have your back and they know what you're going through so they know if there's a shooting um and you wake up feeling bad we're there for each other and not you know hiding or gonna like is anybody gonna say something or is this just didn't happen like we're there for each other so Mm -hmm. I love that you said that because that's my mission as well once because Kobe already know <laughs> with like Inspire Fire oh, yes. that um, when <laughs> we get on and popping, we are pro black for, for and by. For and by. For, for and you, by you. <laughs> yes, yes. But, you, but I remember talking on the phone with you um, and it was just about black businesses and some of our downfalls. And I, I could attest to this sometimes. But what do you think some of the downfalls are for black business owners? Um, finances, um, advertising, um, and information, you know, Texas have a program, it's called, uh, the hub program, historically underutilized businesses. Mm-hmm. That's a certification that businesses can have. But, you know, like I tell people until that program change, I'm not going to stop what I do. Mm-hmm. It's historical data on why you have uh, these businesses that are underutilized. You know, whether you're talking about female-owned businesses or black-owned businesses, Hispanic-owned businesses, there's data that's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of the information is not being pushed down to the businesses. You know, whether you're you're involved with the Chamber of Commerce or mm-hmm. you're involved with, there's an organization that's up in Dallas. They're the... Uh, the Regional Black Contractors Association, mm. to where they help push the agenda to to help out contractors to get contracts, uh, whether mm. it's for veterans or for dis- veterans, disabled veterans, uh, and black-owned businesses. Where you're talking about your your um, your having your certifications, but uh, information is very important. Your information can be pushed through your marketing objectives. Your information can be pushed to receiving funding and financing. Mm. Just like there's a lot of SBA uh, programs that are out there that can assist people with, which for receiving funds. But if you don't get the information, you're not going to know. Mm-hmm. If it's not marketed to the people that need this information, then they're not going to know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because I went to the, uh, the Texas Agriculture uh, uh, Department of Agriculture and sat down with them. Because the Go Texan program, I have more black businesses in my in, in Texas Black Pages directory than the entire Go Texas program have in the state of Texas. Mm. But my question to them was, who are you speaking to? Mm-hmm. And who's having that conversation? Because if this person is, is not having the conversation in the forum that it should be had, right. then they're not going to receive that information. So I said finances, information, and, and, and marketing, because those can help change and change the landscape in, in people's homes and families. 
So when you say the forum, that it should be in, what specifically do you mean? Like, can you break down? Forum, whether they're communicating with a uh, chamber of commerce or developing their own forum. Mm-hmm. You say, like, if they had a, a black business symposium and you bring your tax department of transportation, tax department of agriculture, uh, um, uh, all of these other state programs that need to go out into the community, community engagement. Because if I'm a marketing firm and I want to engage into the African-American community, you have to get in the community. Right. Yeah. You can't sit behind a desk and behind your, your digital platform and you do a little marketing and mm-hmm. you think that hashtag is going to get to you. Mm-hmm. It's right. not. Get into the community. Learn and listen to what this community needs to grow. Because mm-hmm. if you listen to what the community needs to grow, then you might really have a diverse and inclusion program mm-hmm. that can really change the landscape in, in our communities and in our lives and in our businesses. But if not, then you're not going to change anything. The narrative will never change because you're speaking the same language which, gonna, which ultimately is going to have the same type of conclusion. Change the language, then the conclusion is going to change. Mm. I, like that. I like that because you said and a lot of people think that just having a digital platform is enough but what I realize is what you're doing behind the scenes or just like, what are you actually doing in the community? What right. workshops are you having? You know, yes. I say workshops because that's what Inspire Fire does um, with the Soul Feeling Live podcast. What are you doing mm-hmm. on the streets? And I'm thinking about uh, different companies like our own, like Black Girl and Um, where they have their yoga and mm-hmm. self-love workshops and things of that nature. That's how people get talking is by mm-hmm. how you touch them in person. And mm-hmm. then they were like, oh, I like that. Let me follow them on right. Instagram. Right. Let me right. follow them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So it has to be more than just, you know, your presence online. That is true. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And same with the business I work for now. That's mm-hmm. what... Um, Mr. Norman was telling me he owns um, Be Busy Wellness. He was like, yeah, before social media, like, this is how we um, got, this is how we built this business. It's Mm. like from engaging in the community. So I definitely agree with that. And that's more what we need to do. If we want to have any change, we have to touch the lives of our community. Absolutely. And when Ronnie started off the podcast, when he said, just this year alone, well, the previous year alone, he put 50,000 miles on his car. Fifty-seven, was 57. it? 57,000 miles on his car just from traveling and building relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's really ultimately what you're doing when you're out in the community, not just out there looking like you're on this pedestal or mm-hmm. I've been, I'm flossing on you, look at all my accolades and followers <laughs> on Instagram. It's no rolling up your sleeves and actually like seeing and listening and engaging and finding out the needs of why, why, why should, I mean, what do you need? How can I actually help you and, and make the change in the world that I say that I want? And just starting with one relationship at a time, that's what I'm kind of gauging. Like mm-hmm. your no relationship is too big or small because you never know where the next relationship may lead you to help someone or someone to help you ultimately. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. In every service, every service, every business in particular is a service, it's right? A service. So we have to be thinking about how we're helping our customers. I can't stamp y'all. Y'all know this is gonna sound bad. Well, I don't want to say it, but there are some restaurants black owned. <clears throat> I be going to, and I be trying to put my order in. Okay, 
And I'm like, okay, you know, Saturdays I make sure I go and eat at a black owned <laughs> restaurant. But right. sometimes I feel like they don't want me there. What exactly. you want? <laughs> like, I was just about to say that I want to play the customer service. Advocate. Yes. And, you know, when you have the businesses, well, even customers. Well, if a mm-hmm. business is, you know, being out there in the community, but people aren't receptive to it, then right. what do you do? You know, and then the, the opposite. You have people that support black businesses and then they don't do right. You know, they 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 take advantage of you. Yo, can I tell you what happened last weekend? <laughs> or it might have been two weekends ago. I went to it's my favorite spot. I ain't gonna put them on black, so I still Can want y'all to go me? there. You know what I like to do. Girl, I what to say there. Okay. I walk up in there, right? And this lady is on the phone. <laughs> and she's just looking at me and I'm just like she talking on the phone, just looking at me. I'm just like, okay, anybody help me? And there's two employees on the side yeah. just looking at me, too. And I'm just like, is anybody going to take my order? Yeah. I didn't say that out loud. I just kept smiling because, you know, I just want to be kind. Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually they got to me. I was the only person in line. But I was just like, dang, I just want to be, I just want people to say, hi, how are you doing? Or wait, one moment I'm on the phone. Or, oh, can you please help them? And it's just like, they just <laughs> stared at me like, I'm like, I'm stupid. <laughs> but uh, I like mean, I'm supposed to take my own order and I go know. back there and make it. And I'm not saying that other um, races don't do that. Maybe mm-hmm. I just have very high expectations of mm-hmm. my own people. But right. I think we have to be really, um, what's that word? We have to, like, if you do own a black owned business, just like in the world, you have to be 10 times better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but just like the simple things, like right, the professionalism of that was just I get exactly, and the warming feel, the warming, inviting feel mm-hmm. that you're about to go invest your money in with the company, and it's like you expect to be welcomed and treated just because the world you should <laughs> like it's just because like, that's the nice thing to do, and the, I'm hungry exactly, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm hungry. But I can't act like we haven't. I want to say we're rude or anything but you know just like with podcasts you know maybe not being on time or maybe mm-hmm. not sending out information in a timely manner it's like there's other things that we could as a company right. really do better um on our end and it's just like we have to make sure that we are crossing our t's and dotting our i's yeah, that's true what do you think about that <laughs> nah, um, i really do think that we have to change our conversation mm-hmm. and I say changing our conversation is really going to begin to change uh, how we then begin to communicate. You know, we have to speak concerns over complaints. Uh, We have to, just like if you go work for somebody else, they're going to have these classes that you're going to have that they want you to know. Mm -hmm. Not that it doesn't happen in black owned businesses, but a lot of them don't. Mm. Uh, whether you sit through an ethics class or right. you sit through a sexual harassment class or you sit through uh, whatever, team building class and all this stuff, mm-hmm. that needs to be transitioned into our businesses. Mm. And I think that if we begin to have, if we have those in our businesses, then a lot of things won't happen. Mm-hmm. If I have something that I need to bring to the table to you, then I'm bringing it to the table as a concern. Right. And you, as the business owner, you should have the same capability to speak and voice your concerns mm-hmm. without allowing those concerns to sound like complaints. Mm-hmm. So now you have uh, 
actions <laughs> in places it shouldn't happen. Mm. Pull that person to the side, have that conversation. Right. Do not have actions in front of customers because actions can bring about other actions you don't right. want to happen. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that we have to begin to uh, be more transparent. You know, if we're not transparent in business, we're definitely not going to be transparent in our own lives because your life have lessons and those life lessons to transition into your business. I should not do this because this. Mm -hmm. Right. And be be transparent about it because if I know more about finances, you know more about marketing. Hey, I need you to do this. You need me to do that. Let's do it. That's how you grow. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. I think that once we do more of that, then we're going to have a lot of things that's going to happen and change in our business. You know, I really think each major city should have their own symposium, Black Business Ethics Symposium. Put people up on a, on, on yeah. a panel and mm-hmm. allow people to speak. Let your emotions stay outside in the car. Come inside and have conversations that's really going to change the, the landscape on how our Black businesses grow because we're, we need to plant new seeds in 2018. Not that it's a new year, but your actions have to have to uh, transition as well. Be transparent. Be forthright. Be honest. You know, all of that stuff. And accountable at the same time. Yeah, I like that. Because I really was thinking, like, do I need to start a side business about, <laughs> about and come into in just the customer service part? Because yeah. you're right. People have trainings. Like, I work for Trader Joe's, and they had a real... <laughs> thorough training on how you're supposed to treat the customer mm-hmm. um and uh and everybody that's why everybody's so nice at trader joe's because we mm-hmm. go through a training and chick-fil-a the same thing it's right. like they have Chains. we actually um my friend my co-workers called um his his friend who works at chick-fil-a because we were like why are these people so nice he's like hold on i'm about to call and see and he said like they have to go like they're mission is like to go above and beyond yes the culture there yeah the culture, they have to go above and beyond to make sure that they're satisfied the customer and if like if they do something like don't go above and beyond they could literally without asking get fired because mm-hmm. you're not putting in that effort absolute effort so it's really mm-hmm. their um, job is on the line but that's beautiful that's really how it should be that building that culture like Kobe just mentioned you have to create a culture in order for anything to work because culture it shows what you expect out of someone it's like within any situation that you go into and especially a business we've in the beginning in the forefront like right before they even let you hit the floor of that business you have to go into this training which ultimately develops you for the culture of what you're going to be put out there for the expectations that's expected of you if you're going to be here and you're going to last while you are here. So I definitely think that is something that's needed to be implemented in black businesses that probably isn't because it's that expectation. Like, I don't even expect you to come to work um, if you're not on time because then your job is on the line. Like you said, if you're not being nice and giving great customer service, then think about like, you could not be here tomorrow. Like you can be replaced, but it's like, it's like you give out the the poor um, customer service and then you give them a, a slap on the wrist when they don't do anything wrong so they they're not even they feel we we get into that complacency like i'm too lax like ain't nothing's gonna happen i'm not gonna receive any type of punishment or anything for this it's just the way it is and we get accustomed to that i i love that you said that because <coughs> i want to say one thing i heard that panera bread for like two years <laughs> and 
I remember specifically in training, general manager said, if you don't feel 100% to come to work and, and be good, then don't come to work. So one day I was really not feeling 100%. I was like, I got a thousand tests right now. So mm-hmm. I called. I was like, you know, I really have to stay for this test. I've been stressing out. And then right. it was another manager on the phone. It was like, are you sure you don't want to come in? Like, this is your job. And I was like, but the other manager told me not to come in unless I'm 100% good, you know. <laughs> I really took that to heart. And I didn't <laughs> coming in. But. Real, that's real. You said something else. Oh, you talked about um, setting that expectation. And I think I'll talk to you guys about that. Mm. How I'm really going to talk about my boss all the time because I love her so much. <laughs> the CEO of Be Busy. And she is the sweetest person, most selfless person I ever met in my life. And she really cares about the community. Mm-hmm. She is the epitome of change. And she is the expectation. <laughs> and so she called us all to me. I'm sorry. Put your business out there. <laughs> She called us into a meeting and she was told us exactly that. Don't get comfortable. She mm. said, don't get comfortable just because she's nice and just because she's sweet. She's like, we, we, uh, she was like, what me and Mr. Norman created, this is not it. Like, it's a lot. Like, we've done great things, but this is not it. We want to go here. Right. And so it's like, I don't need a, a team of workers. I need a team of builders. So builders. I need you to go above and beyond. I need you to take initiative and not wait for someone else to give you assignment to do something. Like, no, you take the step further to make sure that we're building this company. She's mm-hmm. like, when we hired you, like, don't think that we can't get somebody else. We right. hired you. And so you need to do your job. And so I really took that to heart. I was just like, I was just like in amazement because I was like, look, this sweet <laughs> lady. She's so sweet, but she's about her business. Okay. And um, I just thought that was magical because it made me be like, okay, look, yeah, I'm a, I'm a builder. I'm about to work hard for her because she set the expectation. I'm going to go back to uh, something you said, uh, communication. Right. It made me think about this, that it. It starts at home. You have yeah. to be, mm-hmm. uh, parents have to be the example. Uh, Jazz mentioned something when we walked in because I brought some Kind bars. <laughs> she was like, Jazz, you work for the company Kind, but you know, you really are kind. Like, I know <laughs> like that you work really for them, is. but yes. you know, like, you really are a kind person. It's her character, and, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it starts because that's, that's how... You know, I was treated at home. You know, my family members were kind to me, and they instilled that in me. Mm-hmm. And that's how I go out into the world. Wow. And so, to that's your good. point, uh, with the communication, I think it starts at home. And also, mm-hmm. to your point, you said you, you said people didn't address you when you walked in. I mean, if you think about it, if someone comes into their home and they're not addressing the people at home, they just walk in, go to their room, and walk in. Because that happens, and it does. People don't Absolutely. address and say, "Hey, how you doing? How was your day?" You know, so it starts. They be looking at your still face. Home. You know how even how because <laughs> kids watch how their parents interact with each other and how they yeah, talk to true. each other, and that's why you see when people go to different restaurants or anything and they're talking to uh, customers right. like crazy. Crazy. <laughs> You're like, really? Is she? Did she really say that? So yes. right. it starts at home. And I think that it does. There's nothing wrong with having high expectations for mm-hmm. your black-owned business. But you have to have realistic expectations at the same time. Meaning, um, if something happened to transpire at that black-owned business, that doesn't mean give up on all black-owned businesses. No. Because something had happened at that particular business. Um, There's times where I went to a business and they didn't open up on time. 
But what I did was I actually called the owner. I'm like, hey, this is so-and-so right. uh, on your door. It said you open up at 9 o'clock. I said, it's, it's 1030, and, and no one's here. Uh, I'm just calling to see if there's anything okay. That's how you develop a relationship. Ooh, <clears throat> because there that. might be something wrong at that particular time. But everyone's going to... Everyone may come to the door and be like, man, see how black-owned businesses are? Yeah. And they yeah. leave. <laughs> and they take pictures and post it everywhere. Right, but right. giving that person the ultimate opportunity, keep doing it until we get it right. Yes. You know when to walk away from a situation. Mm -hmm. Again, yes. that's kind of like what we were saying earlier. Your intuition will let yes. you know when to walk away from a situation. <laughs> mm -hmm. Your intuition will let you know if you're going to deal with this business again or not. Or not. You can go to Applebee's. Something happened to Applebee's. You go to D.C., you're going to go to Applebee's. Yes, but if you go to one restaurant that's black-owned and that restaurant doesn't do you right, I'm not going to know other black-owned <laughs> restaurants. Like, Come how does that now. work? Yes. Yeah, that's... that's that is an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation right. in, in, in our black-owned businesses. And I think that if you look at it for what it is at that particular moment, right. mm -hmm. that is only the point and position where you look at it from. Mm -hmm. Not as a shotgun blast. Whoever hit, got it. Right. <laughs> you, know, no. you deal with it at that time and you keep moving. But... Still give that owner the opportunity to sit down and, and voice your concerns. Again, going back into the concerns, voice your concerns. And I, and I think that business owners, when you have employees, sit your employees down and you speak from expectations. Because just like your, your employer, if they didn't sit you down and speak your, their expectations, you would have never known. Mm -hmm. You can come into a job and they teach you how to, okay, you filed this. You add that, email this, okay, they're just teaching you how to do your job. Mm -hmm. But they're not teaching you the expectations of the business mm. because that is how you get that family feel because they pulled you to the side, sat you down, they might have asked you how your day was, and then they, they feed you their expectations right. on how the climate is in that particular job. That's and I true. think we need some new climate controls in some of these black-owned <laughs> businesses. Yes, yeah, agree. You know, I was actually thinking about because like, I always go to that one place. Um, the food is good, but what is it? I, I, oh, okay. I mean, I want to put them on blast. They're amazing. They're they're really good. Their food is really good. But I was actually thinking, like, man, I just really want to tell them, like, just can y'all be better? Like, I was really want to pull them to the side, but now I think but I'm really gonna do to, that because it's your responsibility. I love that. If you don't do it, um, case in point, um, I was up in Dallas and I was with um, some associates of mine and the waitress, which was black, um, she came to our table and said, um, well, I'm kind of busy right now. Um, I'll come back. And everybody at the table like, what did she <laughs> <laughs> That was her introduction to the table. I'm busy right now. I'm going to come back. But at the end of the night, I went and I spoke to her mm -hmm. because we have to be that responsible because if not, then it becomes the shot heard around the world. Then mm -hmm. it becomes all black people. Right. No. right. Again, that person might have had a bad day. 
So that's after true. we paid our ticket, yeah, she didn't get a tip. I mean, that's the consequences still. Yes, yes. I mean, you still have to serve justice. Yes, but true. I pulled her to the side, you know. I actually put my hand around the shoulder. I said, I said, can I speak with you? She said, yeah. I said, you can't do that. I said, I'd rather tell you than for somebody to go tell your boss. Mm-hmm. I'd rather tell you because we have to change how we do things. And if today is the day of change, then let this be different for you the next time you have a customer. She said, you know what? I appreciate that. And we have to do that. Do you think it's the same thing in, like, in schools? Because, I'm sorry, I keep talking about my job. Another thing <laughs> we do in schools is we go, we go, there's an education team that goes and talks about sexual health. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's some kids in there, and I'm just like, I'm saying, but I'm just like, how dare you? Like, you better get off your phone. In my head, that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, like, why aren't you listening? These people are really trying to feed into you. Right. So you think it's the same way in that kind of setting to pull them to the side? Uh, you can. Um, because I was a single parent before my son graduated from school. Um, I went to his school. And I told his teacher, I said, you have two wrestlers in your class. And literally one time I went to the school, and I, but I seen some kids acting unruly, and I pulled to the I pulled them to the side. I'm like, come on, you mm-hmm. have to do something different. People's expectation of you is to fail. Mm-hmm. People's thoughts of you may not be who you are, but until mm-hmm. you change that, nothing's going to change for you or the people you surround yourself with. Look at yourself from the inside. If you feel there's nothing that need that can be different, because I, I I teach my son. I said, you speak from what can you do better instead of what you've done wrong. Mm. Change the conversation, change the narrative and, and the, um, the conclusion. So, and, and I told him, I said, what can you do different the next time someone's having a conversation? Well, right. I could have listened. Mm. Let's try that. Mm-hmm. Because you're allowing someone to take in a different type of tone. Yeah. And you're allowing someone to then speak from a different type of message because you set the tone. Mm-hmm. You're the adult. Mm-hmm. So allow them to listen to you. Again, your intuition is going to let you know <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when to no longer have that conversation with that child or that person. But you can you can really do I, some, some something different. I definitely, definitely agree with that. And just like Tiffany, so now I'm, I'm teaching in schools at the moment. I'm teaching ninth grade biology. And so the children with the phones, it's like a new epidemic with the phones. And I don't want to sound old or anything, but like phones are not what they used to be back when we were in, the, in school. You're right. So like if there's ever like a dead split moment for a split second, say we're transitioning from doing this portion of class just on to maybe the warm up to the actual assignment. Any second you give them, phones are going out. You checking, you scrolling Instagram, Snapchat, and so it's like it's up to the adult to keep enforcing that expectation. Like if you let it slide even once, it's just like okay, well expectations out the roof. So you got to keep pressing the issue like phones up, phones away, phones up, phones away. Just keep gauging because you know the human mind, even us at times like. 
I was just use the example of being in church. Nobody's supposed to use their phone in church, but every now and then you'll slick look at show. I'm just saying people have to. No, but I've seen people look on Instagram in church. I I, I, I like they're looking at the Bible app. But... I like they looking at the Bible. I be feeling so. I be writing, putting down my notes. I do too. Right. I have my notebook. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I've I've been guilty of it in the past, yes, especially when I was a teenager. And so it's like, imagine them with the teenage minds. It's like, you just, they constantly need that redirection. And especially if they're not receiving proper discipline at home, or it's just not even simply because their parents are, are not teaching them. And maybe their parents just don't know, or maybe their parents are, are working all the time and just don't have time to instill the certain values. Well, they don't think that they have time to instill certain values that are needed for the child. So Sometimes, and then yet again, you can't run yourself gray and, and drain yourself. You got to use your intuition. I definitely like that to know when to keep pressing and pressing because then you will drain yourself if, if someone's just clearly not getting the memo. And I, I will say, I'll just pray for this situation or send them positive vibes. And maybe it's not meant for me to save them. Maybe their coach is meant to save them or somebody else down the line. But I definitely say use your better judgment and your follow your intuition that's real i love that sounds like we just have a lot of responsibility to make sure <laughs> that we are uplifting and making sure people are going into the right the right direction definitely but definitely. i know maybe some people don't understand why black businesses black relationships are important so i just want to ask you guys why do y'all feel black businesses are important right now at this very moment in time. I mean, I can start off. I think it's it's good because we can we can put that black money back in our money back into the black community first yes. and foremost. You know, we spend all our money in other places, <clears throat> um, especially like these big corporations. You know, that was some one thing Martin Luther King before he passed. You know, right. said boycott these big companies and mm -hmm. put your money, you know, into the black businesses. Mm -hmm. And it's something we're still struggling with today. And I think we just really need to do it. We really need to listen to that advice. Yeah. Me too. Well, I just think we have to be very intentional about where we are spending our money. So we're quick to, you know, go to Chipotle because I went today, today <laughs> go to Target. I'm about to go. <laughs> you know, just go anywhere. But we have to be intentional about where we spend our money. Absolutely. So I consciously now, it hasn't always been this way, I really look for black restaurants, mm -hmm. black anything. So if I know I need something like a bathing suit, I'm thinking, okay, what black owned company can I go get a bathing suit from? It right. might be a little mm -hmm. more expensive because we mm -hmm. don't have like the manufacturing and all that stuff that right. makes it cheap. But like, where can I go get a quality bathing suit that is black quality. owned or a headband or uh, hair products? And the thing with Hair products, you know, us black women, we love to make sure our hair is nice and fluffy. Um, but the thing is, there are natural hair products that are white-owned and may be portrayed as black-owned. So we have to be right, right. thinking about what is actually black-owned as well and actually doing your resources. Because, ooh, I don't want to put this company on blast. Thank you, Brenda. But there's companies <laughs> that... Um, you know, they look black owned, but they might just have a black chemist making their their um, product. Um, but there 
uh, you really do have to do your research because it can, it, like people are trying to fool us. Yeah. And so we can't allow right. them to do that and making sure that we are intentionally putting our money with mm. black businesses because it's important because the putting our money there is giving us more power. Mm. Um, and we can't really do anything if we don't have no money. Exactly. So there's four reasons why we need black businesses. One, uh, we change the economy. If we can change the economy in our neighborhoods, like you're saying with the circulation, the circulation of money in our neighborhoods allow the economy to change, not just for us as black people, but in our homes, period. Mm -hmm. uh, the unemployment rate, if we control or if we can begin to uh, change the narrative with our unemployment rate by employing uh, more people that look like you or even right. training more people that look like you, yes, we have our deficiencies. Yes, you might have somebody that don't show up. Your intuition will let you know to let them go again. Uh, or your intuition will let you know that this person just don't have any training. Maybe I should begin to teach them how to do this or teach them how to speak. Right. Um, so the economy, jobs, um, and, and wealth. You know, you're, you're, you're building a different type of wealth system. Mm. Um, I was listening to there, there's a book I'm reading now the uh, the the laws of success. Uh, mm, like in the law of success, it tells it it teaches you to allow people to use their influence for your own personal gain. Meaning, again, if I'm good at marketing, right. you're good at financing. I let me do your marketing for you. Yes. I'm going to let you do my books. Mm -hmm. But in the end, our books are done and you're visible. Mm -hmm. right. Period. I know what you need. You know what I need. And we're growing. Right. And to me, again, that's how it's going to work. And number four, enterprise. Mm -hmm. We have to enterprise. If we're not enterprising in 2018, you're going to have a hard time competing. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a hard time staying in business. You're going to have a hard time in your growth because... Enterprise is what is going to allow you to grow in unison as a community, right. as a group. Again, if I'm in marketing, you're in finance, and if I'm doing what you need that you don't want to do, but right. I'm good at it, you're doing what I need that I don't want to do, but you're good at it, we're growing together. Growing together. Right. And, and that is important. We got so many, we got so much talent in our community. So much. We are, so we are the, 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 the founders of creativity. Mm -hmm. Black people are the founders of creativity. I was driving today and I seen the why. It was always YMCA. I guarantee you black people made it the why. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> we, will, we will abbreviate everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. The E-way. What the e The expressway. <laughs> the why. It was YMCA for years until someone said, hey, that sound hip. Let's change it. <laughs> you heard somebody else say it. Yes. And, and we, we, we should begin to use our creativity and not our craftiness. A lot mm -hmm. of times we're too crafty with what we do because we're trying to get over on somebody. We're trying to hit a lick. And mm -hmm. We're trying to hustle. Yes. Use your creativity. Your creativity is what is going to change the landscape, not just in your life, but even to in, in your family's lives. 
Mm. Be creative, not crafty. Be constructive, not destructive. You know, it's the language. Mm. I love that. I love that a lot. I know we personally do the same thing um, when we're looking for help. Like if we need a graphic designer, we reach mm-hmm. out to, we'll look out for, you know, black artists to create it for us or um, constantly helping each other out. So it definitely has to be a thing. Mm-hmm. You have to be conscious of it because if you're not conscious <laughs> of it, you're just going to give your money to anybody or have right. anybody help you out when you could actually really be pinpointing who in my community can help me, exactly. who in my, hair, in my community could do hair, who in my community does marketing, who in my community makes apps. So, um, and people are good. So They're you have great. to trust that and your intuition will tell you, like you said. I love that. Word of the day, intuition. Yes, <laughs> intuition for everything. We say that word like a thousand times on this show <laughs> because it, it's really what you need to be led by. Um, but let's talk about gentrification. Third word. <laughs> like, I just, I just have a, a problem with it. <laughs> and I just don't really understand, you know, how do we stop it? but also making our neighborhoods a better place for all of us to live. I don't think it can be stopped. Okay. But it can be controlled. Okay. Meaning we have to begin to, even if it's small investments, mm-hmm. um, or starting Black-owned investment groups, because yes. Black-owned investment groups can begin to invest into properties that's within our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once you know these these investment groups invest in, into properties in our communities, then you're not having these large corporations tear them down because they want to buy it to tear it down. Right. They're not buying it to renovate it to put you back in it. Exactly. They're buying it to tear it down to build something else and say you can't afford this new rent. Exactly. You better, you better go to grandma's house because you went from paying uh, five hundred dollars a month. Now the rent is fifteen. And you expect someone to to to, to double that mm-hmm. and triple it and think they're going to have the ability to move in? Um, I just I just think uh, investment groups, you know, even if you don't have the funds, come together again, enterprising, mm-hmm. uh, come together to try to uh, buy some of that stuff out. But also, a lot of these buildings and homes and stuff like that, a lot of them on a foreclosure list. Again, mm-hmm. is the information. A lot of that information is out there to where it's been sold for dirt cheap, but because you didn't want to go and sit in, in, in this real estate class, or you didn't want to go mm. and look at the, uh, what's that list? The ML, whatever. I don't know the list. The MLR, ML, some some list where you can uh, buy commercial property or hmm. I need or to real know estate. this list. Yeah. Right. And you're able to see what building is for uh, on the foreclosure list. And that gives you the, the ability to, to control the gentrification. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, like if, just like the, uh, the DVD, is it the, uh, the Black Wall Street DVD, where the guy was, he was like buying buildings for like $10,000, wow. Really? Yeah. Because, yeah, because you're, you're, he went to a couple of these uh, uh, auctions and they were auctioning these buildings off, mm. but he was the only black person that was there. Mm. So again, 
he found people that was investing, you know, in the, in, in a, a hard investment or quick quick sale or something like that, that will want to invest. And he said, hey, I can get this building. I need you to back me. Hey, we'll put we'll put money on you. He go out there, find an auction. No, he got people that's going to back him up. And he win the bid and he got people that, that buy the building. Mm-hmm. And he put it back into the community. I love that. So it sounds like to me, it's just like knowing. And I know we all say like, um, me and my friend, we're actually on um, Almeida. There's a lot of black owned businesses there. Mm-hmm. And um, I was right by Green Seed. It's a great vegan black owned restaurant. Um, and right by Green Seed is this other um, other shop. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's never open and people be parking there. <laughs> but it was open today. So I was like, hey, like, I was telling the guy, like, there's no one ever. It's a bar. No, the place that's bar. across like the right, street. No, it's not. It's like literally right next to it. Okay, but in the same parking lot. Yeah, it's Green Seed, and there's like this little. Um, oh, they really never open. They, they're never <laughs> open. So I was like, look, th- we were walking up and down the street. I was like, look, this place is never open. Like, I need to see who's in here. Yeah. So I went in, and there was this black guy, and we got to talking, and he was talking about. Um, we were just talking about, you know, yeah, let's keep this street black. And, you know, I had to get this place. We just opened up. This used to be a black-owned dentist office, blah, blah, blah. Really? And then uh, my friend was like, yeah, um, we just wish more people would care. You know, mm. more more people in the black community would care. And he was like, yeah, you're right. But for the people who do care, like you and me and her, you know, about. we have to be the ones who, you know, do what we can to make this, you know, a better place to Absolutely. keep it black, to do our due diligence. And when you were talking about all these classes, it's like we, in our mind, would be thinking, okay, dang, if I just had a million dollars, if I just had this type of money, you know, I would buy this, I would do that. But just right. thinking about what you said, if we really wanted to help, mm-hmm. and that's like a passion for us, if that's for us, it's like we have to really think like, okay, how how does real estate work? Like how right. where do I find these foreclosures? Like really getting that information because if not, you know we're just talking like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that. But he was saying also that there are leaders in every community and there are workers in every community. Mm-hmm. So um, there's only a few leaders, and that might be you, me, her, her, um, and the the rest of them are workers. So the people we have to employ. So it's just like you have to play your role. It's like your yes, role. okay, this needs to be done. Are you going to be the one to do it, and are you going to be the one to put in the effort and right. do the research to be able to do that? So that really stuck with me. I was like, okay, because I was thinking, because it's like when you're when you have such like high vision you start to ask yourself why isn't everybody working as hard as me like why isn't everybody just going this hard like it's because not everybody's a leader not everybody's meant to be an owner sometimes you have to work hard just so you can help employ others That's true. Okay. so that it goes back to that whole role thing you know mm-hmm. playing your role right what right. is your role that's Two true. things about that. Uh, to answer your question, I think it starts at the local level. We have, and kind of going to your point as well, we have to support our leaders who are already there. Mm-hmm. Like right now, we have a black mayor yes. in Houston, so we have to support him and know what he, what his causes are, and be active in the local 
That's on a true. local level. Yeah, Even yeah. down to your neighborhood. We live in Pearland. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are they putting up, you know, they putting up a bombshell. It's like a Hooters. Uh, we already have Hooters. We already have these other, yeah, you know, bar type places. I'm like, why are they putting another one? <laughs> and it's, they're actually meetings about this, about what, you yeah, know, we what places. We have to be the ones to attend these meetings right. and be right. a voice. Because right. if we're not, then pe- people are going to start building up. Absolutely. And then you're going to be wondering, like, why they put in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you're not going to the meeting. You're not going get, going to your mail on time. Right. You know, checking your mail on time and looking at these papers that you, that are coming to your house and being That's active. True. So yeah. we have to be active. And being then active. the other thing, going to your point of supporting the leaders, we have to support the people who are <coughs> making those moves. Right. We have to, we have to know who they them. are. Yeah. Yes. I love that you said that. We have to find who is behind it and let right. me. How can I help them? Yes, get to right. It? Yes, exactly. right. I love that. <laughs> okay, solutions. Solutions, <laughs> solutions, solutions. Yes. So justification. So you don't think it could be stopped? It's just controlled. Yeah. I love it. The last thing we could talk about is the most biggest thing. Mm. The most biggest thing. Is that even a word? No. Okay. (laughs) The most important thing is the mindset of our people. Yes. And that's what we teach in our Inspire Fire classes. That's what we try to teach throughout Soul Filling Podcasts, you know, just to make sure that we're keeping a positive, healthy mindset. Because if you have that, everything else can fall into place. But... I, I can't really speak. I was raised in the, the suburbs, and I was constantly poured into by my mother, and she constantly gave me, like, oh, you will be great in the land. Uh, you're the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. Like, she taught me how to save money. She taught me what hardworking is. She never gave me a mentality of lack, but she gave me a mentality of abundance. But not everybody has that, especially when they're in survival mode. Right. So how can we go into the communities or, you know, what is the solution for that? I think you have to ask, ask them the question. Mm. You know, a lot of times people come to a situation with a solution that doesn't really feed into an issue. Mm. You know, again, that's, that's, that's that transparency. You know, coming to a community. I mean, if there were more town hall meetings uh, that was attended, like she was saying, town hall meeting that was attended, then we can really figure out what solutions or what issues need to be dealt with. Right. Because there may be voices that has that has never been that have never been heard, but they need to be heard in order for us to listen. Because once we listen, then we can figure out what problems really wasn't problems at all. Mm. They were just situations. Mm. You know, there's a difference between uh, an issue, a situation, and a problem. It was an issue when it first happened. Because (laughs) nothing happened, it transitioned into uh, a situation. No one dealt with that situation. It turned into a problem. So what are we doing when it's just an issue? Mm-hmm. Voice your concerns. Go to those meetings. Have those conversations. Once it transitions into a situation, how are we going to bring about change with the situation? What are the actionable objectives with the situation? Mm-hmm. What are we going to do different so before it turns into a problem? Right. And, and I think we need to have more conversations so we can see what needs to be done. 
But again, uh, as a people, it goes into accountability uh, and it goes into transparency. Because to me, honesty, well, accountability is a conjunction between uh, accountability and honesty. Mm. It's a conjunction. Because if I'm honest with you and I'm transparent with you, then I now have the responsibility of being accountable. Period. Because I want to see what's best for you. Mm. Because I may have heard something that you said that could have been said in a different way. Because now I have a responsibility of bringing that thought process to you. Because if you can change, if you can spark thought, never try to change someone's, someone's thought. Mm-hmm. Spark a thought mm. to allow them to think. Because when you spark someone's thought to allow them to think, then they're now responsible after that conversation is over. You can't say you didn't know. You can't say no one said because we bought it. We put it on the table. You talked about it. We discussed it. If it happens again, you are now need to be served justice because you didn't do anything when we thought about it. Mm. It's the conversation. <laughs> I love <laughs> you just sparked a thousand thoughts in my mind. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, okay. I love that so much. Yes. Mm. That was me. That was good. What about, I don't know if y'all want to go out there. I'm glad I spoke my piece before he went. But, yeah, I love that. Um, I just think we, we shouldn't glorify ignorance. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do follow, well, I don't follow Shane Room. <laughs> But it, pop it, up, up, it pops up on my timeline quite a bit. But <laughs> it's the reason why I don't because they, I mean, they do promote some some nice things, some positive things, but they do promote a lot of negativity too. It's back home. We got to address yeah. our concerns. Yes, we have to have pride <laughs> in how we no, right, present ourselves. So we just, I think we just can't glorify the ignorance and we need more people, more men, especially to want to do better. Uh, right now, we just, and it starts with the mindset. I mean, when you you have a choice, I think it, it starts with the choice. You can either choose to go this route of the, the streets or say, you know what, I'm gonna do something different. I'm not gonna let my environment, you know, take me in this direction. So it takes, a bunch of things to get there, but mm-hmm. definitely it starts with us as a as a as a society to hold each other, like you said, accountable. Mm-hmm. To not want our people to have pride in ourselves, and to not want other people to go down this road. Like even with the music, it starts with the music. Mm-hmm. You know the messages that we're putting out there. Right. So it's it's a lot. It's a combination of things. Yeah, I just think negativity for some reason that energy must be just crazy good because the negative energy something bad happens everybody pays attention to it mm-hmm. and everybody feeds into it but you have to like make a conscious decision i guess we have to spark into the minds of others to like what are you surrounding yourself with because i it's so easy to get uh into a shade room and the thing on instagram and on facebook <laughs> and on twitter is because if you like something from shade room or if you like some big booty 
girl or you that's all they're like oh that's what you like <laughs> boom let me give you all this i <laughs> was like can't avoid it <laughs> so you gotta make sure you like in positive images because mm-hmm. i realized i was liking some memes and i was like why well, i keep seeing nothing but these stupid memes <laughs> and i realized I, I have to start you know yeah. i don't know i was like let me like some yoga like some healthy food <laughs> healthy eating because I, that's what i want in my mind i want that positive energy right. surrounding me surrounded by me but you have to be because it was unconsciously sweeping me up like oh yeah. that's funny but that's kind of wrong and then you have to realize oh i'm tapping the wrong things because it will come flooding at you so sparking that um that thought of you know what what am i surrounding myself with you know what am i feeding into my soul right and I definitely agree with that. It all takes, it all starts with what are we feeding our soul? What are we feeding ourselves? Because I think about like just when I, as growing up, growing up like Tiffany and Kobe, well, mostly mainly grew up in the suburbs or like Tiffany was saying, me, it wasn't necessarily the case. I grew up in the suburbs a little later in life, but starting off for me, it was that I experienced what it really was like to live in and in the environment where the entire community um, really needed help and didn't have a light at the end of the tunnel, didn't have someone pouring into them that that constant positivity, that nurture that you need as a child telling you you can be, do, or have anything that you want in this world, just go after it and, and get after it. Yes, on a, on a minuscule level, I will say my dad, he was always, as much as he can, he would always say little things like um when i and i was just thinking about this the other day like he was really pouring into me and i was just sometimes you get you're just so consumed with negativity around you you only choose to look for more negativity or look for more things to complain about so it kind of overpowers the light that people are actually possibly pouring into you it's kind of outweighed and so some things my dad would tell me is like in life you always make your own decisions so he's like and don't be swayed by the, the choices other people make so and then if you just really take that back and being stuck in certain environments well i don't like to even say stuck being in certain environments that you're in right now if all that around you seems impossible it is up to you to make that choice to 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 choose like you were saying if it's something as, as small as just the instagram or the media that you watch or listen to if you have to make that choice ultimately the choice is within you whether you're going to invest that black dollar here or there or are you whether you're going to make that and take that investment into to, to learn about real estate or learn about investments is always it boils back down on are you willing to sacrifice that time that energy to t- to learn that knowledge to digest it and to to really just create a new platform and do something different that's never been done and that's like that's getting outside of black people in a whole. I won't speak for all, but that's getting out outside of a lot of people's comfort zone. That's something that wasn't passed down in many households. That's something that we don't even know what it looked like if we've ever seen it, but that's okay. And that's not to say that it can't be done, but sometimes just being, we have to get uncomfortable being, un- we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think it's it's slowly happening, and because imagine the 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 age that we're in, the people that are consuming this, the age groups that are consuming this information, 
if we didn't receive this information from our higher ups, imagine just the number of people that know this information that's going to pass it down to the generation behind us. But it will, ta- it definitely will take, um, like Ronnie was saying in the beginning, to swallow your pride and it's, you see somebody doing something, learn how to give positive criticism instead of just harping on, down on them and getting upset with them right. for not knowing any better. Yes, I love that. You definitely hit on a point where you said, um, when you said you didn't have anybody, even though you did initially say that your dad poured into you, mm-hmm. that you didn't have anybody telling you that you could basically do or have whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And I think that other cultures, specifically white people, <laughs> they, they, their parents or society, the world tells them, you could literally do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and black people mostly are told by society and sometimes by just like the people there around, like you can't do whatever you want. Oh, yeah, There's you're limits. Crazy. You better get out of here you're, thinking you got your head in the clouds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have to pull that limitation, that mental limitation that we have because we can do whatever we want. We could we could literally do whatever we want. Right. And um, I know a lot of people are saying, man, I would hate to raise kids in this day and age, you know, social media this, social media that. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking to myself, and I can't wait to um, <laughs> raise kids in this climate. Social media, you know, they could literally have, in, they could learn anything from the internet. They could build businesses. They could start YouTube. They could change the world. They know that it's limitless because the internet is limitless. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, they I can't wait to raise amazing babies that Perception. only they own business at four years old. So, <laughs> so it's really just, you know. Mercure twins. That's what you about to have. What? Mercure twins. Oh, yes. They're so cute. But that was just something I was thinking about earlier. <laughs> but, yes, the mindset just definitely has to change. And I, I have to go back to what Ronnie was saying is to listen first. Because I think we just love to give advice all the time. But we don't be listening to what the problem actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can find out how we can help. I love that. Agreed. So the last question, unless y'all had any questions, mm-hmm. this is the Soul Filling Podcast. Mm-hmm. So we have to ask you, Ronnie, what is your soul care routine? How do you keep your soul fed? Right. Um, I develop my own. I, I foster an uh, algorithm. Just like <laughs> social media and, and your internet stuff like that. You have to develop a rhythm. Uh, so if your rhythm starts at five in the morning, six in the morning, it has to start at that time mm. because a lot of things that, I mean, cause I go to the gym in the morning, um, I'll be at the gym at seven 30. I'll be done by, uh, eight 30, nine o'clock. I get home, I eat, um, I'll do a social media post. I do a couple email blasts. Um, then I'll, I'll leave and go visit a black-owned business, come home. It's a rhythm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you, and you have to have a rhythm. Without having a rhythm, how do you know uh, what the system that you have in place is working? Mm. You know, you, 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 you have to ensure that the energy you put out is being reciprocated. Mm. But that, that rhythm that you have it's going to let you know whether it's working or not. So, and to me, that's 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 what I do. I develop a rhythm. Mm. I monitor my algorithm, like you're saying. Mm. If I only like this certain things, then that's what's going to be visibly in front of me. Mm-hmm. Right. 
those people are smart. Those web developers are smart because that's how you change the perspective of the people. If I'm looking at twerk videos all day, mm-hmm. then I'm going to see twerk videos in every, every other website that I see. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's just like if, if you're looking for uh, advertising and marketing and then you go on a website, you're starting to see all of the ads in right. the websites have something to do with advertising and marketing. Yes. That's the algorithm. Mm-hmm. You have to begin to change your very own algorithm in your life because Ooh. the things that you put in front of your face are the same things you're going to see everywhere you go. Mm. The person that you deal with every day and you're talking about, I don't know why I'm surrounded by these type of people. Your algorithm hasn't changed. Mm. And, I, and, and <laughs> people may say, some people say I'm bougie. I'm not bougie. I just know who I want to be surrounded with. Yeah. Mm. I know who uh, should be in my space because I'm. When it comes to my spirit, hmm. I'm, I'm. I'm very personal about my spirit mm. because I know who my spirit should be around. I'm. I'm visionary, so I know that visionaries I'm surrounded with other people of, of visionaries and I'm right. surrounded with people who are grounded because they keep me grounded mm-hmm. you know you have to know who should be in your rhythm who should be in your algorithm and who should be in your space and those three things I develop my own algorithm mm-hmm. ensuring that my rhythm uh, is in place and I'm very uh, and I monitor I monitor my spirit mm. That's beautiful. <laughs> I've never heard it like that. That's amazing. I like that a lot. Mm, I gotta do some monitoring. That was beautiful. I get that algorithm right. Girl. That goes into not everyone you plant your seeds with oh. are going to be there with you during the harvest. Right. Thank you. That's you right. <laughs> you are Mr. right. Mr. Russell got yeah. it. Every CD possible. One last thing, like I, I teach my sister. Um, we have our own garden. Beautiful. Weeds are not planted in your garden. They show up. Mm-hmm. Weeds are there to constrict. Mm. It's your responsibility to take those weeds out. It's your responsibility to prune those things that is within your garden that need to be taken out. Because once you know and understand your responsibility within your garden, you're going to have the the responsibility of turning some of that topsoil over, Mm. planting new seeds, taking this weed out, Mm. pruning that flower. Because once you prune that flower, it has no other responsibility but to grow. grow. Mm. But to grow. I'm going to have to use that analogy. No, that's plenty. Look, we're going to have to just cite you because I'm about to be using that. I'll link it back to you. Yes, yes, That. No, that's a word. That's a word. Yes, that's a great way. Thank you so much for coming on the Soul Feeling Podcast. Hope your soul has been fed. Definitely ours was. But before we leave and head out, guys, I just want to say we always, 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 always. Wait, wait, wait. What first? What, what time is it though? It's <laughs> affirmation time. It's affirmation. 
So it is affirmation time, guys. This is your first time on the Soul Feeling Podcast. We always have to end our podcast with a positive affirmation. So what is an affirmation? An affirmation is any positive statement or negative statement that you could be using to transform your life for either the good or for the demise, y'all. So, guys, it's four of us and a trillion of you all. And we are going to share with you all our positive affirmation. So, whatever you say before the after the word I am, you ultimately become. So, let's start speaking life into our souls instead of negativity. Yes, I'm ready for mine. Go ahead and start us off. I am listening to the needs of my people beautiful i'm gonna go with i am my brothers and sisters keeper and as brothers and sisters that's my biological brothers and sisters that's the community my people businesses all that i am my brothers and sisters keepers yes i and following my daily routine. Because I got to stay on that. The algorithm. <laughs> that algorithm, yes. <laughs> um, I will love myself. I will love myself enough to know my limitations mm. and when to ask for help. Mm. I feel like Ooh. you need to say that. all right guys if you're watching us on our inspire fire facebook page make sure you give us a like if you're watching us on our soul filling facebook page give us a like and make sure you subscribe to us if you're listening to us on soundcloud itunes google play or youtube give us a five-star review and let us know why you love us (laughs) and ronnie let them know where they can find you at uh, you can look me up on Facebook, Ronnie Russell, or I just started my Instagram, uh, Mr. R2TX. And you can go and register your black-owned business on Texas Black Pages. It's real simple. Go to texasblackpages.com, uh, register your business, and go ahead and like our Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we just reached 9,000 on Facebook. So let's keep growing because yes. as we grow, you're, you're visible. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. All right, guys. Peace. Peace. Until next time.